0: hi and welcome to episode three of while i still have breath thanks for coming back and i just want to say like i did in episode two this is part three of a series of episodes so if you're listening to this episode and this is the first time you've tuned in to while i still have breath i would suggest going to episode one and listening from there just so that you can kind of have a better understanding of what you're hearing Starting at episode 3 just might be a little too confusing and it just might be better to start from the beginning. If you have tuned into episode 1 and 2, you will know exactly where I'm leaving off. And I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis in case it's been a while. After almost 13 years, I traveled to North Carolina to find my grandparents. It was something that I had always wanted to do, but never really found the courage to do it. Finally, I'd found them. I knocked on their door and didn't get the reception that I was really looking for or hoping for. It was kind of cold, to be honest, and I didn't really know what to do with it. I ended up talking to my grandfather for probably a half hour, maybe a little bit longer. And he walked me out to my car. And that's where a couple things happened. One, I turned around and he had his arms out and and he hugged me for the first time in over 12 years. And that was just an amazing experience, something that I'll remember forever. The other thing that happened was not as happy, I guess. As I was leaving, he said, tell your old man, I'll see him in another life. I've never experienced anything like that. Those words pierced my heart. It was just indescribable how it made me feel and the reaction that I had physically and emotionally to that It was very intense. I I don't know that I've ever had words do that to me before. But beyond those feelings, it also did something else. I mentioned in episode two that as I was leaving my grandfather's house, I was just an emotional wreck. I was not in any kind of place to make any sort of decisions. I drove and I think it was 20 minutes of just sobbing. But once that cleared up and my head kind of started to clear a little bit more, it became so clear to me that if there was anything I could do to get my dad down to North Carolina to see my grandfather, I was going to do it. That is where I will pick up this story. I remember the day that I got home from North Carolina I had a story to tell my family, and it was very tough to tell it. Reliving those moments where my grandfather said those things to me was very hard for me. And I was really struggling to deal with that. I don't think that he meant to hurt me the way that he did with those words. It was just something that really struck me. I could tell that he really didn't have any hope to see my dad again and that was really hard for me. I didn't I didn't like hearing that. I hated hearing that. So I had some tough conversation with my dad and you know my dad is a pretty amazing guy. I am so lucky to have the parents that I have and the conversation that I had with my dad really didn't go as bad as it would have for maybe some other people I think he saw that I really needed to have this happen that I was really hurt from what happened and him coming with me to North Carolina me bringing him back to see my grandfather would be huge it's not easy to coordinate a trip down to North Carolina And when you have a full-time job and your dad has a full-time job and everybody's kind of working their own schedules, it, it gets hard. It's hard to make that happen, but luckily, and maybe there's more than luck to this. My older brother has a place in Myrtle beach that we like to go on vacation at sometimes. And we rarely travel as a family anymore. All the kids and their kids and my parents, But for some reason we planned this trip to myrtle beach all of us together and wouldn't you know it that route takes us right by north carolina it's a little bit out of the way to go to my grandparents but not enough to stop us from doing it so as soon as we made the plans for this trip the first thing i said to my dad was will you go to grandma and grandpa's with me and he agreed to and i was really happy about that i'm glad i didn't have to kind of fight him to do it he agreed and I think he knew that what I did by going to their house that day was really tough for me and I think in a lot of ways he saw coming with me as a way of being there for me, a way of helping and so we made plans. It wasn't until June 2016 that we finally got our trip down to Myrtle Beach It had been under a year, but it had still been a a little bit of time since I made my trip down to North Carolina. There was nine of us traveling to Myrtle Beach, so we couldn't all take one car. And because of people's work schedules, we had to drive down at different times. So it was kind of scattered, but I made sure that I was driving down at the same time as my parents. It was about a 12-hour drive from where I lived to my grandparents' house. And we drove about 11 hours and got a hotel. The next morning we left early to make sure we got to my grandparents at a decent time. We decided to drop my mom off to shop while my dad and I went and visited my grandparents. We didn't really know what the reception would be like this time. And with my dad, it might strike even more emotion from their end. Before I knew it, I was in the front seat of the car with my dad headed towards my grandparents' house. I could tell my dad was nervous. I'd been in his shoes just eight months ago. And it wasn't an easy thing to do you have no idea what kind of reception to expect and no matter what you imagine it'll be like it's not going to turn out exactly how you think it's going to i wasn't nervous but that didn't last long right when the gps said my grandparents street name my heart sunk i was just glad to have my dad with me this time we got to their house and my dad pulled right into the driveway he turned to me and said what door did you go to when you came i said well When I came, I parked on the road. We turned to each other and laughed. We were all the way up the driveway right beside their house. We stepped out of the car and weren't really sure which door to knock on. But before I knew it, my dad had headed towards the door inside their garage. I think he had found the motivation that I found the first time I came in October. That, all right, this is going to happen right now kind of attitude. I ran to catch up with him. I knew how hard it was knocking on the door, so I wanted to be beside him when he did. He knocked. And he had no hesitation, at least that I could tell. It's one thing about my dad that I'll never forget, standing beside him that day and just watching him. He was calm, collected, and I was happy to be beside him. We waited a couple seconds, and then I saw my grandma walking towards the door. I was so happy to see her again, but I wasn't sure what she would say. She opened the door and was excited to see us. She said, oh my gosh, look who it is. Come in, come in. Your daddy is going to be so happy to see you. We walked in and my grandpa was exactly where he was when I visited in October, outside on the porch. We went outside and my dad went over and said hi to my grandpa. They both smiled and my dad gave him a hug. I looked back to see where my grandma had gone. The door of the house was still open, but I wasn't sure if she was there or not. As we started to sit down on the porch, exactly how my grandpa and I did when I visited in October, my grandma came outside again and said, Why don't you all come inside and talk so your daddy doesn't get too hot? We all went inside and my grandma sat down with us. Things were so different this time. I was so excited to get to talk to her and finally catch up with both my grandparents. I sat there with my dad and grandparents catching up as time flew by. We'd only planned to be there for a half hour, but an hour had passed and I know we could have easily spent the rest of the day just talking. I didn't want our time together to end every story we exchanged, I felt more and more like I had my grandparents back. It felt like the void that was created over all those years of not talking was slowly filling back up. We did have a bit of a schedule to keep, and my mom was at a shopping mall. And she can spend a lot of time there, but we didn't want to leave her there all day. One of my brothers was flying into Myrtle Beach that afternoon, and we were still four hours away. I could tell my dad almost had to force himself to get up out of his chair because he didn't want to leave. All right, let's take some pictures, he said. I was so excited to have a picture to help remember this day with. After we took some pictures, my grandma gave us a tour of the house because this was our first time seeing it. Before we started the tour, my grandpa hugged my dad and I goodbye. He was going to go and sit in the living room in a chair that was easier on his back. Once we finished the tour of the house, we headed out into the garage where we had originally come from. Once we were outside, my grandma started talking to us about how tough things had been since my grandpa had gotten sick probably over 10 years ago. I'm not gonna go into detail, but I could definitely tell that it had taken a great toll on both my grandpa and my grandma. I wish someone had been videotaping our conversation outside that day to count how many times we all hugged. It felt like after every other sentence, one of us would hug the other almost like we were trying to catch up on all the missed hugs over the years. The most special moment for me that day came at the end of one of those hugs when I said to my grandma, I still love you guys. And she turned to me and said, oh, I love you so much, honey. I don't know if you've ever been around people with real southern accents. But that's how my grandparents talk, and I can still hear my grandma telling me she loved me when I was a kid. To hear those words come out of her mouth exactly how I remember it from all those years ago was something that I'll never forget. My dad and I finally said goodbye after we exchanged email addresses and phone numbers and promises to see each other again soon. We pulled out of the driveway and for the first five minutes barely said a word to each other. I don't think either of us knew what to expect going into our visit, but I know that I never ever dreamed it would go that good. My heart was full. Shortly after we left, my grandma sent my dad a text just to let him know how happy my grandpa was that we stopped by and that my grandpa couldn't stop talking about how much it meant to him. It meant so much to me that it made him so happy. Those words that he said, tell your old man I'll see him in another life, didn't mean a thing anymore. It was so important to me to get my dad to North Carolina to see my grandpa. I don't know if seeing my dad changed a ton for my grandpa but I hope it at least showed him that he wasn't too old or too sick to have hope. Once we arrived in Myrtle Beach, I finally had internet access again. The roaming plans weren't great then, and because we were Canadian, we had to turn our phones off. When I checked, I realized that I already had a Facebook friend request from my grandma. All those hours and years I spent searching for her on Facebook, and we finally found each other. I mentioned this before, but... When all this first happened, I started while I still have breath as a blog. I'm very happy to be doing a podcast now because I think that this just suits me better. I'm not really a blogger, so, and I don't really know if blogging is still a huge thing. But I had written about my visit to my grandparents and even the visit with my dad. And I had posted that on my Facebook. So I realized that when I hit accept and my grandma and I were friends, she'd be able to see what I wrote. I decided to write her a message before accepting the friend request just to explain the story and why I had decided to create while I still have breath. I also offered to edit out anything that made her feel uncomfortable. How she responded is just too amazing not to share. My grandma wrote back just to let you know, the visit back in October was the beginning of a connection. We don't always know what plan God has for us, but this is something I wanted forever. When you came in the fall, God used you to begin the connection. I feel so full and thankful for all of you. Your grandpa has been so happy since the visit. We talked about you guys and how we need you in our lives. I would never ask you to change anything on your blog. We all have our own ideas and feelings, and when love is the reason we do things, that can't be wrong. I love you with all I am. After exchanging a couple other messages back and forth, which... I'll keep between her and I. She asked if she could leave a comment on my original story. I want to read you that comment because I saved it. Even though the website isn't up anymore. I, I took a screenshot and I'm going to keep this forever. My grandma wrote, sometimes it's not just one thing that happens that keep people apart, but a lot of different things. I must say that we wanted to be found as much as you wanted to find us. There is no end to love. Once you feel love for someone, it never dies. The heart loves with no boundaries. God has really had a hand in putting all of us back in touch with you, and I am forever grateful. Never give up on love. God never gave up on us. We love you and look forward to new memories. After I read that comment, I was left completely overwhelmed. This was something that I had wanted for such a long time, and I never imagined it would go so well. It all just felt like a dream. It was a dream for almost 13 years and it came true. Sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen when you step outside your comfort zone. I was probably more scared than i had ever been when I first showed up at my grandparents' doorstep. When I left that day, I couldn't comprehend the results that would come from that visit. I had no idea it would be the beginning of something way bigger eight months later. What's even harder to grasp is that the outcome from my first visit probably isn't even close to being over. Any interaction with my grandparents from here on out might not have happened without that visit in October. I promise I'm not saying this to toot my own horn or or sound like I have it all figured out. But I do want to say one more time how important it is to do things that scare you, push you, and make you feel uncomfortable. We really only have one life and that's it. So don't wait another minute to do the things that are tugging at your heart. I want to bring you up to speed on where things are at today. Over the years since June, 2016, we were able to go and visit my grandparents a couple of times. The great thing about my brother having a place in Myrtle Beach was that we could make North Carolina kind of on the way. Unfortunately, my grandpa's health didn't get any better. And on August 31st, 2019, he passed away. I feel so blessed that I got a little more time with him. It's frustrating that I missed 12 years. There's nothing I can do to get those years back, but those almost four years that I got before he passed away, I'll cherish. I'll remember them. I'll remember him. I'm so glad that I knocked on that door. If I hadn't knocked on that door, I wouldn't have seen him ever again. I wouldn't have got to experience my dad seeing him again. I don't know where you're at right now in life. I know that things are really weird right now. Maybe you're frustrated or bored or just feeling like you can't do anything. I'm not telling you to break any rules, but there's things you can do. And I guess if there's one thing that I want to leave you with, it's to not stop dreaming about things. I dreamed so long about seeing my grandparents again. And I did it. And so much came from it. I will take this story to the end of my life. And it'll be a story that I tell hopefully my kids one day. But I'm so glad to be sharing it with you because I hope that you'll hear it And maybe you'll be able to find that thing in your life that is like my experience with my grandparents. And it could be totally unrelated. It might not even be about family. But I think we all have something. What is it? Think about it. And figure it out. Figure out what you need to do. And just don't hesitate to do it. While I still have breath isn't supposed to be morbid. You're not supposed to think about, am I going to die soon? Or... Maybe, uh, you know, are we all just dying? Like, sure, if you, if you really need to go there. But it's not about that. It's about finding the things that you need to do. It's not about wanting to do them. You need to do. I needed to find my grandparents. I needed to find my grandpa before he passed away. And I needed to get my dad there. And sometimes one thing leads to another like that. So I want to leave you with a challenge. What is it that you need to do? Think about it. It'll make itself pretty clear. And maybe it's not an overnight thing. Maybe it will take some time. Maybe you need to write it down. Maybe you need to make a voice memo. Whatever you need to do. But start making steps towards figuring out how to do whatever it is. It's hard being so far away from my grandma because of distance and... And especially now that the borders are closed right now, I haven't really been able to go and see her. And that's been really tough because I don't know how she's doing really. We've exchanged messages and talked a little bit here and there, but it's gotta be hard. My grandparents were together for over 30 years, but I want to dedicate these episodes to my grandfather and my grandma. I want them to know that I love them and that this story changed my life. And I just want to say thank you for listening. I don't know what this will bring you, but I hope that if anything, it just, it just helps you remember that we all have a story to tell and I hope you'll tell your story. I can't wait to do more episodes of this podcast and they probably will look a lot different than these three have. I felt like this was the only way I could start. You need to know where I'm coming from in all this. So, you're caught up. I hope that you'll come with me on the rest of this journey, whatever it looks like. I'm going to talk about different things, but I'm also excited to find people with stories to tell. I'm really looking forward to what lies ahead and I hope that you'll join me for it. So I'll talk to you soon. Until next time on While I Still Have Breath.